All right, folks, very good. Well, hello to you all. I was going to say good evening, but it's evening when we're doing this. Morning when you guys are listening. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Michael. This is Ryan. You're the, on our podcast, Journey with Michael and Ryan. Mm. Welcome, everybody. Hope you guys are having a beautiful week. Hope you guys are settling in nicely uh, for this episode. Mm. We're talking, talking a, a, an epic subject today. This, mm. one, this one's for the guys. Brotherhood. Brotherhood, masculinity, men, all the things. All the things, baby. We can talk about it quite freely because we are, in fact, men. Totally. <laughs> There's nothing we're going to get in trouble for saying today. No, we're not, exactly. I think it's a, um, it's a, it's a subject uh, that's always very dear to our hearts, and I think even more so as well after going uh, to one of our brother's um, men's workshops a couple of weekends ago, uh, mm. Richard Hackney um, and, uh, and Scott there. Um, and it was just a really beautiful space just to be amongst other men, um, doing men things. And it was so nice just to be able to get some breath in. We did some ice bars. We did some kickboxing. We punched each other. And it was, it was just on that, that, that kind of basic level, really. And I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you say basic, but I don't think it's really that basic, I, right? Yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I didn't mean basic as in basic. Yeah. I think just, just on, the, on the premise level, and, and you mentioned it well, there was no real psychological aspect to it. It was just in that primitive form of our exertion. Yeah, totally, totally. It was just men coming together, contact, cold breath. Um, as you say, like the simplistic aspects um, of life that can be extremely confronting, right? Mm. Like probably one of the biggest things when it comes to being man and probably the biggest things that I, I would say a lot of people maybe took away from that program was was around like discipline. Yes. Like just, just doing the things that you say you're going to do and showing up for yourself in a powerful way. And when it comes to these aspects and these things, like nothing we have to do in life is overly complicated no we just choose to make them overly complicated like especially when we're looking at it from a baseline level like it's just really about doing the things you know and something that rich uh really spoke in so it's like man until you can do the simple things consistently there really is no point in even talking about being overly complicated yeah you know it's really just about showing up doing the things and um, holding yourself accountable to it. Yeah, and that's such a good mantra to take into your whole parts of your life, whether you're a man or woman or other. Um, just getting the getting the building blocks right for your life. You know, um, we we run our online twenty eight day state change program, and and what we're teaching people are just the baseline, you know, products and tools of, you know, sleep. Get some good sleep. Go to bed on time. Wake up at a certain time. You know, there are more technological advanced tools now in our day and age that you can measure your circadian rhythm and different things. So you can have better awareness of yourself so you know where you're going to be most powerful uh, within you. But, yeah, you're totally right. And it is about building those building blocks. And I think for us as men, it's a, it's, it's a lost art, potentially. Mm. You know, there's, there's, so many, there's so much things, so much. There's so many things within this world that I feel... Um, Men don't know how to be men anymore. Mm. Is that fair to say? I think there's different levels to it. Yeah. Because what is it to be a man? True. And that's mm. why I guess what we can talk about today as well. Mm. Um, 
but I think there's a there's a mass cultural um, division of healthy masculinity mm-hmm. and the more that that can be repressed that more that can be pulled down that more that can be shunted away um, and deemed wrong uh, I think that is making the world a weaker place so it's easier to it's easier to manipulate it's easier to maneuver it's easier to control and it really showed just in that in that beautiful men's workshop that we went to just some of the men that were just at the bottom at the start of the day and at the end of the day they were right at the top mm. and and they had shifted so much and even myself like I, it was such a beautiful space for me just to be able to be vulnerable with other men um and just feel so empowered at the end of it just by doing some hard shit mm. totally and this is where you know i think that we could all add more into our life yeah 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 definitely do you think do you think um yeah yeah it's always such an interesting thing to reflect on because it's like that idea of like what is a man and like what does it mean to be a man and and even when it comes to like the idea of masculinity it's like it, it can be certain things but but then it can also be depicted in certain ways right like i suppose when people think of a masculine man um, they think of someone's like big, large, probably muscular, um, like strong in a way. But it's like every single man has their own form of masculinity. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Because for me personally, that's something that I've had to learn, is learn what my own form of masculinity is. Mm. And um, like there's some baseline things that tie into it but it's it really is about just showing up with truth honesty discipline um, integrity authenticity and and for every single person that's going to be different based on where they're at their life circumstances the things that are going on for them whether they have kids or not what their job Mm. is Um, and i think that's probably what makes it so challenging to navigate because there isn't like one roadmap no it's like for every single person it's going to be different yeah I think there's some fundamentals with it though. Totally. There's some fundamentals of leadership. There's some fundamentals of protection. Mm-hmm. Some fundamentals of, as you say, truth, openness, authenticity, vulnerability. For me, I think is is a big one. Um, to open the essence of your masculinity, um, to learn how to feel, to learn how to express, to learn how to express how you're feeling, all the things that. You know, I can speak quite easily on this because these are things that I just struggle with and I'm constantly trying to learn and be better at. Um, And I think also when you do wrong, when you fuck up, and it's not if, it's when, you know, how do you bounce back from that? You know, how do you fall on your own sword to learn the lesson, to to grow from whatever whatever lesson and situation that you came from? Um, But yeah, you're totally right. There's no one form of it and... To say that you're completely missing the point, I think. Yeah, totally, totally. But as you say, like there's a, a baseline structure to it, right? Yeah, there's a baseline structure to it. Why do you think? Um, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting, right? Because there's this idea of like toxic masculinity going around, and there is that, and it can be extremely extreme. And I think because of like the patriarchal shifts that have gone and throughout life, like masculinity has in some way been demonized realistically, mm. right? 
um, and and it sort of has taken this like over correction, whereas men have been forced to to sort of be more feminine, right? Mm. Um, to not to not be as discerning within themselves because it has been uh, used and manipulated in a way throughout society, at least over the last what few hundred years, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like there are there's a lot of there's a lot of unhealed men out there totally. that are portraying masculinity in a in a toxic way. Um, but it all comes down to unhealed wounds, how they got taught, what their father or men figures in their life were growing up, what their mother and and and, and female figures in their life were growing up. And uh, and I mean you can just watch movies like Hollywood movies and 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 this the stereotypical you know quiet you know man you know this the strong silent man who just is just physically there but not any emotional capacity of it you know I think has has kind of reverberated through many different storylines and plot lines to be that kind of anthological you know character mm. I guess um but it's a it's a it's a it's a strong path to to tap into your own masculinity to to in the essence become softer to become stronger i think is probably how i'd put it i think mm. yeah 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 i'm just sitting with that for a little bit because I don't think it's just about becoming softer to become stronger, yep. you know, because that, that even even that sort of takes away from like the true eff- essence of it. And even even that in itself can can sort of let people off. Oh, no, I have to be soft to be strong, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and it's 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 not one or the other. Mm. Realistically, it is both, mm. you know, um, because, yeah, it's it is about protection it's about dedication and it's like it's interesting to hear us having this conversation because we actually both have two separate ideas about what it is right correct um and and that's the beauty of it because it sort of ring goes back to what we were talking about at the start like everyone has a unique masculinity a unique self so to say it's one thing or another um can take away from it wholeheartedly right Mm. even even um me um, and and uh, having a, a two as my life path uh that's actually about me defining my own masculinity and realizing that masculinity for me is something completely different to 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 what it is for other people um and there is a a beauty in that because it actually means we actually get to discover who we are Mm. you know and who our masculine essence is and the way in which we show up and for me being masculine comes more easily from a softer place yeah so for me like the softness aspect has always been there so it's actually about moving up into into leadership into dedication into 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 being a protector right whereas those are the essences and the things that probably for you come a lot easier right absolutely and i think this is why within our own brotherhood it works so well Mm. because we have the yin and the yang without being a yin and a yang if that kind of makes sense Mm. you know we're both on our own individual journey to discover ourselves and in that discovering our own masculinity and discovering the depths of our own femininity i guess as well at the same time um but 
it works for us mm. and our brotherhood is the deepest you know friendship i've ever had in my life with a, with another man and and it's beautiful and and the safety that we create around us uh you can just feel it and the people that are attracted to it who just feel safe within and you know we always have just you know our beautiful friends you know we have a lot more girlfriends within our you know and our network than we do guy friends um and that's there's a reason for it. it's an energetic exchange there and uh and i really am just so in gratitude for that mm. and it's so so grateful mm. totally totally it's his um yeah it's such a funny thing because eh? because like you 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 see in um even the experience of, of, of us going to to like these workshops and things, it's like it's so funny because it can have such a profound ex- like impact for for a short period of time, and then you can sort of just feel it like wearing off. Yeah, you know, and it's um it's so interesting because it's like that's where the integration and that's where the work is, and it's like even just to like watch the group of people that came in and the people that we communicated with and the conversations that we had and and even just giving people the opportunity to like reach out and join things that we're doing it's like to see people like then not yeah like respond to that offering it's like it's like for me it's like it's it's just like a really interesting thing to like observe and understand and like understand the psyche of people right because it's so easy to get caught up in life and the things that are going on and um i was listening to a podcast today and it's like it's about like understanding the short-term and long-term net gain of of a decision that you're going to make and even like a conversation that you have right and it's like instead of looking at just like the things that you have to do in the interim or or the short term it's like okay well what's actually the long-term impact going to be of me one doing this thing that seems urgent or two choosing the thing that that may not as be as urgent Mm. um, but is going to give you potential long-term gains right Mm. and um yeah, it's just such a, I don't know, there's a, a little something that's been just working in my noodle the last couple of days of like understanding like, okay, why is it that people say they're going to do something or like commit to something and then just so easily find an excuse and a reason not to do it? Mm. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good question. I mean, it's the question, I guess, right? It's, it's, it's going to be, what was that? What was that energy that you were making that decision in versus the the placard of of habit that's within yourself that that ushers you away from that energetic experience and decision that you're making at that time and then i guess that's where it's just continual you know uh non-linear game of life that you know you're continually shifting and changing and you're moving forward you're moving back you're moving sideways you're moving upwards and you know it's like whatever you do it's like going to the gym you go once you're not nothing's going to happen but if you go continuously then you're going to make incremental shifts in whatever you want to do and i guess that could be the same as saying and doing something and then you know a little bit might go with you and then you go about your life again and then you go and do another workshop or you go move into something new and a little bit more goes with that. So over time, you're incrementally making these changes. Um, but I guess maybe, what, are we are we searching for 
the big thing that's just going to happen and i don't know it's it's an interesting question man hmm it's an interesting one hmm what are your thoughts on it um yeah i don't know that's why i asked the question yeah yeah i i don't know it's i mean everyone has has things going on everyone has how has their own motivations and everyone has their own um, views and opinion on like what's important and, and what's not and that's always going to shift day to day moment to moment um based on stress based on perceptions of ourselves based on our responsibilities based on expectations of others based on the perception of the expectations others have for yeah. us like there's so much to unpack in it um there's so much to unpack in it <laughs> what do you what do you think is the has been the biggest struggle for you as a man intimacy intimacy yeah yeah beautiful in what way um allow really allowing others in mm. really allowing someone to see my inner core mm. and really allowing the 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 depth of vulnerability in in just in in general life yeah why do you think that is because you find it so easy to be vulnerable here but why is it so hard to be vulnerable in person um again i don't have an answer for that Mm. i really don't it's it's something that i sit with and again it's just that over time it's chipping away it's wearing away you know and it's just a constant curiosity and inquisition of the self of myself what do you feel in yourself when you feel a contraction around being intimate like how does that feel for you like what does it feel i'm definitely a lot better now yeah yeah a lot 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 better now yeah um but what's going on in your mind like surely you you must be able to see or feel like you can feel a contraction around energy or a situation or do you just not see the opportunity and the opening to be vulnerable no i see the opportunity or sometimes I'll see the missed opportunity. Okay. In the in the in the retrospect, right? What is it that I see? What is it that I feel? I feel it's an unworthiness. It's an unworthiness of love. It's a it's that I won't be accepted for all of me. Um, and then just moving into that independent space of self-soothing. Yeah, I think that 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 might be it in a nutshell. I think, and then doing things to blow it up. Hmm. But again, it's reflecting over the last four or five years, like where I'm at now is a lot is a lot different than where I was. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been just from from constant chaos in my life. I think self-created. Um, it's become self-created for sure, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, will I ever win this game? Who knows? 
right? Is it even a game to be won? Probably not. <laughs> right? I don't, think, I don't think it's about winning, realistically. No, but I think just, just in the way I can describe it. Yeah. You know? I think it's just like uh, uh, an allowing, right? Like yeah. allowing yourself. Just simply allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And And I know that that sounds easy, uh, but I know it's really difficult for you. Yeah. And I see it being real difficult for you. Um, but it's an in- interesting thing to observe as well, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes it can be blaringly obvious. Yeah. And I, I guess it's... Um, I'm the oldest in my family. And I really, over time felt like that I needed to hold everything to protect my sisters mm. and and so I'd just like wear everything because I was older so I understood more and I was like they, they don't need to know what's going on or they don't need to you know feel this or what I'm feeling and so I would just I would just hold it for them you know and uh and that's when I was still real young you know and that was a a bit of a constant thing and I think that's just something I've, I've dragged through that I can I just hold it hold, hold it I'll be seen to be doing okay so uh, so that they didn't feel that things were wrong Mm-mm-mm. and um, and and I've recognized that that my dad does that a lot as well he uh, you know he just wears it all and and so it's just something that I, I, I learned and got given to me and and just something that I'm just constantly chipping away at. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice if I could just pull a ripcord and, and, and all the armour just, you know, fell off, but it's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Well, it can work that way. It just hasn't worked that way for you. No, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it can work its any way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just that's my, that's, that's my lot and just got to keep keep chiseling away mm, totally brother why do you find it so easy why do I find it so easy it's an interesting question because it's just it's just easy like it's it's such a funny thing because it's it's is so easy um, but when I reflect on the life that I've had it shouldn't have been because I've been bullied for everything. Yeah. You know, I was bullied for, for being an emotional kid all yeah. throughout um, thing. I never had good relationships with men um, or even, even women realistically, but naturally more women um, did flow into my life simply because my essence is more feminine, Yeah, you know? Um, and for me, it's like, I don't know. The the it's like a it's it's like a beauty and truth, you know, like to just like allow yourself to drop into that space where where you are just like fully naked, you know. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to create an idea or like create strength. It is just allowing yourself and 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 trusting that you don't fucking know. Mm. You know, trusting that you have no idea that what you're doing, trusting that you don't need to know, mm. trusting that you might say the wrong thing, trusting that you're probably going to say the wrong thing. Um, mm. And just, yeah, for me, it's just like an allowing. It really is. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, I, um, I definitely feel that. On the, I mean, I, I say the wrong thing all the time. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's something that I truly have made peace with. Have you though, really? I think so. Have you really? I think so. So I don't hold anything back. You definitely don't hold anything back. But I, uh, my delivery could become a lot, a lot less discerning. Yeah. Mm. But how I how I have a stance is that, you know, if if people are detracted from me, then then they're not my people. But maybe that's something I need to shift or change. Oh, do you even think that might be a pr- protection mechanism? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just how I've been my whole life. Yep. It's not something I've curated. Yep. Yeah. It's my chosen lot, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, and I think definitely going down the, the HD kind of pathway as well, it kind of makes more sense as well. Yeah. But not obviously utilising that as, as any excuse of it because it's 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 been a patterning within myself for, for my entire life. You know, even I can remember even just as like a five-year-old kid, um, just having people so hot and cold for me. Yeah, but I was a very, I was a very, um, I was a very, I was a very soft kid actually. You know, I was a very soft kid. Um, even when I played rugby, when I was like, I started playing rugby when I was five, and uh, and like I remember, like I used to cry a lot. <laughs> You know, I used to cry a lot. I used to cry if I didn't get picked for teams. I used to cry, you know, like, so, um, so maybe I just walled up and guarded that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a potential there, realistically, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if other kids, like, bullied or laughed at you or your dad told you to stop crying or men don't do that. There yeah. could be lots of little things that chipped away at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, there, there's definitely a lot of essence to that. I, you know, there's not any particular memories that are jumping out at me now but the feeling inside my body right now is like there's there's a lot of that um but uh but I mean I had I mean I had good role models I mean my dad is a, a very good role model I mean he was a, he was a cop you know from from when I was birth to till I was about 12 or 13 and um but it was such a drilled in essence of right and wrong good and bad should and expectations and uh you know, and that's just something that I I, I I don't kind of adhere to now. You mm. know, because because I can I can see I can see how that's just polarity or the separation of that. But then maybe that's that's a separation within myself now of 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 creating distance from it. So, but again, this is this is you know this is my neuroses that I'm I'm just going through deeply. You know, and deeply going through these pathways, these journeys, and. And it's uh, and it's fucking tough. There's nothing easy about it. No. But I still look at myself in the mirror, and I still love the man that I am. Totally. I still look at myself and and infinitely, unconditionally love all parts of myself. And there's just got to be more and more of allowing that out to the world. You know, I um, you know, I want to be in a in a deep relationship. You know, with with a beautiful woman, mm, totally. a beautiful partner, and it's something I deserve, and I want to have the deepest bond friendships. You know, they're fucking deep around me right now, but I want deeper. I want the deepest of the deep. I want, you know, deeper than I can ever imagine with everything. And um, and so it's just it's just purely 
constantly going into it but then um but then also just trying to find the joy trying to find the joy in life mm. trying to find the joy in myself the essence in the essence of joy yeah 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 not to say that I don't have a joyful life cuz it's fucking joyful we do some fun shit um but it's uh it's just yeah it feels like even just sitting here talking about it now it just feels like there's like you know have you seen that um seen that movie on Anchorman 2 or even Anchorman you know when all the different news um agencies all come in for that battle it's kind of what it feels like there's all these different parts of myself and they all just come into battle sometimes you know and i'm and then i've got my higher self in the middle just being like fuck what's going on you know <laughs> do we need to fight of course yeah 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 for sure it's a, it's a neurotic aspect of the human condition right correct man you know um so you know to link back to what we're talking about today masculinity i think that's that's it right there in a nutshell it's it's curiosity and the self-inquisition to to constantly be wanting growth to constantly being want the betterment of yourself and having a vision and a direction of your life Mm -hmm. and knowing that when you fuck up just own it feel it and just do better next time so all we can never do is do better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, for me, the hardest part of masculinity is for me has always been leadership, um, and and also confrontation as well. Like, uh, even to today, like even to this day, it's like whenever there's confrontation in my life, um, like I still close off. There's still a contraction. There's yeah. still like it's like my heart protects itself from getting hurt. Um, and that's still something that I'm that I'm working through and and understanding and uh, learning to be with because when it does close off, I just shut down. I just ignore the situation. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even gonna look at this person. Um, and that's like a real big thing. If it's like if if I if I don't look you in the eyes, there's there's something going on there. It's like I just I, I don't have time. It's like I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to mm. pretend like it's not there. Um, so that's still an aspect of myself that I'm working through. And it it doesn't show up all the time, but but when it does, I'm like, fuck, why is that part of me still there? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Why is that part of me still there? What do I need to do to work through it? Um, and, and how can I... <clears throat> how can I... I guess alchemize it or utilize it and 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 into uh I guess the betterment of myself and the betterment of the the people around me um when do you get to a point where you just go that's me I don't know it's an interesting one it is isn't it because it's like for I guess the things and the conflicts it's like normally they're not things that I've done that have caused the conflict so it's like is it me or is it just like I just expect more of the people around me? Or is it like I just expect too much of the people around me? Or I, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one because mm. like when when is it? You know, when is it? You just accept that aspect of yourself. Yeah, mm. it, it's it's super interesting, right? Mm. These are things I'm like fanning with constantly. Is like. Is that just the absolute part of myself, of this divine choosing that I chose to? And then 
in that acceptance is their freedom from it. <laughs> right? Because it's just like, then you're not battling it. It's like, well, that's it there. And then, I don't know, man. I'm not saying I have any answers at all. <laughs> totally not. Totally not. But, that, but that is the beauty of it, right? Because you're never really going to know if you won, if you don't inquire into, you just come at it from a place of non-judgment, you know? It's like when I see that part of myself, I try my hardest not to judge that part of myself because mm. I know that it will just pass mm. um, and I'll go do things to self-regulate so that I can step out of the situation and see it um, from a different perspective yeah. um, because I'm, I'm hyper aware of it not hyper aware of it I'm aware of it and I feel when it comes up I feel the contraction so I know to work work with it mm. you know and that's the, that's the beauty of energy right if, if you're in tune to it um, you can have the conversation with it um, so much so that you probably don't need to have the the conversation with the other person that caused it, mm. you know? Because is, is it is it actually about the the external or is it more about the internal feeling of what's mm. going on? Because it's like that's just your perception of the situation, you know? Yeah. Um, or even the your perception of of the emotion or the way in which you feel based on your own bias. Yeah. What's the what's the type of man you look up to? Mm type of man that I look up to hmm. I think the type of man that I that I look up to is um, uh, oh it's a hard one it is, it's a it? hard one, definitely, because there's there's not one aspect or one person that I'm like, oh, that guy's perfect. But there's aspects that I that I see in other people that I would like to embody, um, and just see as role models. So it's not like one person that I would see as a role model in my life. It's like I see my dad as a role model, yeah. um, not for the way he always raised us, but for, for the skills that he has in business and and the way in which he like dedicates himself to his craft, you yeah. know, of, of building cars. Like I see Aubrey Marcus as a role model because of the way in which he holds himself and the way in which he has with words. Mm. Um, I see Jordan Peterson as a role model because of his just his impeccable nature. Um, I see um, mm, yeah there's just many there's yeah. many there's not like one man I'm like he's the guy totally. he's what everyone should be like yeah. um, because there's different parts and they're all uniquely shown in different ways yeah mm. yeah it's beautiful breakdown as well and I think that's that's super healthy I wasn't I wasn't actually expecting you to, to give me one one man <laughs> like because that's that's impossible because there are aspects. Joe Biden <laughs> uh, the uh the stuttering blithering idiot <laughs> the aspects of pulling things from people that you want to look up to or embody i think are important hmm. i think role models are important but the right role models are important i remember my role models as a kid growing up were like rugby players and and uh, even like when I got older in my teenage years, like surfers and, and things like that. But there was no real understanding of what I was embodying or mm. there was no real understanding of what the role of that person was because it was the thing that they did. It wasn't who they were. Mm. And I think now with the access of information content, 
podcasts, all that stuff, we can now see it into the lives and the essences of people or what they're willing to show. But I think, you you know, we're, we're pretty good at picking up on, on people's true essences. You can tell if someone's bullshitting you or not. And um, and I, I think it's, it's something I do in my life with, with many different learnings. I like to take different learnings from various philosophies, spiritual teachings, teachings, ways of beings, and create my own my own outlook of reality. And yeah, I think that, that was a very good answer. Is yeah, there's not one one man, not one person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think if you want to kind of bring it back to a baseline level, is is as men just doing the best that you can I think is is a really good place to start because if you're constantly seeking for the best things that you can do in anything that you do mm-hmm. then you're always going to be striving for better well not even better you're just striving for more for yourself mm-hmm. and uh, you know and from that will become freedom from that will come happiness totally because there's, there's always going to be seasons in life right yeah. And we're always going to be in a constant flux and balance of life and, and, and time and health and wealth yeah. and like trying to find a balance of all three of these things. Like as a man, you can pursue just wealth, but that might take time away from your family and your kids. Um, you might um, pursue health, but that's going to take time away from you being able to work on a business, mm-hmm. you know. So to find a balance in, in all three of those is always going to, to fluctuate. You're going to have to understand the seasons and understand what's going on, understand the situations and the people and the things that, that um, or the situations and the people and what they need around you. Mm-hmm. You know, when your kids are, kids are, are growing up, maybe that's you want to actually just be investing more time into them because you're never going to get that time back. You know, you can always work on a business. You can always, like, pursue your health. But your kids are only going to be there for a certain amount of time. Your family's only going to be there a certain amount of time. You're only going to potentially, you know, hopefully get married once. You know, you're not going to be putting yourself constantly through these situations. Yeah. Um, so it's about understanding the seasons and, and where you are uniquely throughout your life, you know. Um, so to say one thing or one way is the right way is like sort of missing the point, right? You are. And it's interesting, the thing that popped up when you're talking about that was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make as a man was was move away from my daughter. Mm. But I couldn't be the man that I needed to be for her by keeping myself in that situation. Mm. Living over there, drinking every day in a dark hole, you know, 76 years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was. And it took me six months to come to that decision even in that, that stage of my life. Mm-hmm. And... I don't regret it, but there's still always going to be a part of me of like, oh, I've missed out. Mm. But where I would have gone is, is not a good place. And it certainly wouldn't be here, wouldn't be in this place. And I, I, I think that's a huge part of masculinity or being a man is making strong decisions making strong decisions for yourself, totally. making strong decisions for the others around you if, mm. if it's your family or, or whatever. And, and, and it's tough and it's really tough. Totally. It's a, it's a, it's a burden when you really, really think about it. Mm. But it's a burden that, that we're made to wear. 
and the ability to wear it. But we just got to get out of our own way with our own bullshit. We've got to understand that we've got to protect the beautiful feminine of this world. Mm-hmm. We've got to understand that that strength isn't just strength. Strength is from within, as well as keeping your vessel healthy and strong in whatever way works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, 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 it feels super interesting that for a subject that we embody, it feels like it's been one of the most difficult to talk about. Yeah, interesting, huh? Really interesting. But I feel even just in this, this feels like one of our most deepest vulnerable ones that we've done. Totally. And uh, yeah, it is, um, it's a paradox, right? Well, that's the, 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 the beauty of this podcast, brother, because it's not like we come in here with much of a plan, right? We're just speaking to what's true in the moment. Mm. And, and this is what's true in the moment, right? And, then, and that's the beauty of it. Like realizing and understanding that like it's, it's complex, yeah. It's hard. It's complicated. Yeah. There is no one answer. You know, there's lots of people out there telling you, and that it needs to be one way, one one way, and that and that creates hard. That creates friction because if you can't do it, you you think you're a failure. Um, but probably the biggest thing to understand is that like understanding you, understanding masculinity, understanding your form of it, understanding your life and what you're going through and and your views and perceptions and where you're at based on past traumas or the things that you've been through, the things that you're going through, the money that you have, the, the time that you have, yep. the time and where you are in your life and what season it is for you. Every single thing is different. Mm. Every single thing is different. And that's why when you match and meet other people that might be ahead of the game in a certain area, it's like there, there can be comparison, right? And comparison is a thief of joy. Like it takes us away from, from our true essence because we're trying to compare ourselves to something that we're not and something that we may never be, you know? Yeah, it's that, it's that interesting space of having someone as a role model and not, comparison, not comparing yourself 100%. to them. It's going, you're on your own life path, you're on your own life journey, what can you learn from this person without going, oh shit, they're in a better space than me. But, I mean, who was talking about, um, I can't remember who I was listening to, but they were talking about in, in the context of, I think they were talking about Tiger Woods. No, it was about Tiger Woods actually. And someone asked them, um, was going, oh man, I, I, I wish I had your life. And he goes, no, you, no, you don't. don't. You, do, you, you honestly don't know what I've sacrificed and done to have to be that person who I was. You know, and then you, you actually think about it like that. You know, you only see these people at the top of their game because, but that's, that's, that's literally what I've done. You know, there'll, there'll be failed marriages, there'll be, you know, bankruptcy, there'll be, um, you know, all of the things mm. that the they drink, have to go the through. Drugs, the alcohol, all of it, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, the abuse from his dad <laughs> all of it you know and so it, it's it's like you can see these these perfect you know air quote perfect parts of these people at, sure. at, at what they're doing but what's their life really like totally and that's it it's like if, if you want to compare yourself to someone it's not just about seeing the best parts of them it's about accepting that if you're going to be that person you're going to have to take the shit aspects of them as well exactly right mm. 
Exactly right. And we've all got shit parts of our lives. Totally. I don't care what type of life you lead. For sure. <laughs> There's always something. There's all some. Everyone's got some neurotic aspect of themselves. It's just. It is just part of the human condition, right? Because yeah. if everyone was perfect, then life would be perfect, and life would be boring. Oh, it would. Yeah. It's um. Mm. Yeah. It's uh. It's it's super interesting talking about this and 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 just the aspects of it. Hmm. It is. It's a beautiful thing. If you're listening to this and you're you're, you're feeling it, then so are we right now. <laughs> the energy shifted many times throughout this podcast. Oh yeah. What's um? What what's what's a couple of like noteworthy decisions you've made in your life that you know you know you know the decisions I'm talking about where you can think back and there was like if you took a decision your life would have gone one way and you totally. took a decision it's gone another way. Yeah. Probably the biggest decision um, I ever made was to to become a, mat, a naturopath, mm. to step away from engineering and become a naturopath. And it was like I had an option. Um, this was after I had been traveling through India th- for six months. Me and my partner at the time actually ended up breaking up. Um, when I was on over there, I learned about breath work. I, I learned about Ayurveda and I made the decision that when I came back to New Zealand, I was going to stop being an engineer and, and start studying naturopathy. And... Um, me and my partner at the time like we weren't like the the relationship didn't end badly we just got to the point where we realized we were both going on separate paths she wanted to stay in india i wanted to go um back out to the to the west and um we flew to kuala lumpur airport together she flew to um, uh, australia and i was sitting there having a beer smoking a pack of darts just waiting for my flight and I got a call from my old boss, and he was like, I know you're coming back to New Zealand. Um, how about you fly straight down to Wellington, and I'll, I'll give you your old job back, and we'll put an extra $20,000 on top of it. And I was like, I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to go back and study naturopathy. And I was sitting there, waiting a little bit longer, then a little call from one of my mates at the time. Yep. And he was like, man, just... Don't go back to New Zealand. Just like hang out in Kuala Lumpur for a few days. Get your flight transferred to London and come hang out with us in London. Because, man, every single one of my mates were over in London at the time. Mm. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to New Zealand. I'm going to study naturopathy. There was just a, like a deep calling mm. to do it. Um, yeah, and it's, it's probably been one of the most pivotal decisions of my life because I, I probably wouldn't be here having this conversation with you. I mean, yep. who, who knows, right, whether it's been written or not, you never know. whether or not I would have got to this aspect, but um, there would have been many, many things in my life that probably would have been different. I wouldn't have met Van. Yep. I wouldn't have met my partner Van because I met her a month after being back in a, in a meditation class in Hamilton. Yep. Um, and, man, like not having her in my life would be not a good thing because i love her Mm. um so yeah lots of things have have shifted from that moment and that was just like a pivotal moment where i was just like i'm not going to choose ease um i'm not going to choose the known i'm gonna like go against the grain and and like just follow follow my heart in this and even when i got back there my dad was like you're an idiot what are you doing you know like you could be making a lot more money blah 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 um yeah, so it's probably one of the most pivotal decisions in my life. Beautiful. Yeah. How did it feel when you were turning those things down? Right. Yeah. Felt real right. And that that um, 
same boss he called me every three months yeah because like, i wasn't a bad engineer that's not why i left like yeah, yeah. i'm doing engineering at the moment i'm still a really really good engineer um but it's like no nah, it just wasn't right i left there for a reason so why would i step back into it and it's like as human beings we often choose the certainty of misery over the misery of uncertainty um and that was me choosing the the misery of uncertainty mm. going against the grain like he called me every three months the money got more he offered me fourteen thousand dollars a month um mm. to do like a three-month contract with him you know i could have earned more in three months than i did for for close to two years yep. you know yep. as as I, as I was studying um but now nah, it just it just felt right you know it didn't well it it felt wrong to step back into what was known. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The old, do you want one marshmallow now or two marshmallows later? Oh, for sure. Trick, eh? I'll have all the marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> We're having all the marshmallows now. <laughs> but that's a, that's, a, that's a super powerful story, man. Mm. A lot of people can take a lot of things away from that. Totally. What about for you, brother? Um, yeah, the, the story I just shared with with going to Perth um, I, I have quite a few similar stories like that of heading to various countries and and different things um, there there was another pivotal time where I was living in Melbourne actually and I was there for about six years seven years and um, it was in my early 20s and I was just you know in into into the nightclub nighttime scene and and you know partying and, and all of that sort of stuff and I just got involved in in um in some bad things and and there was a time I just finished running a uh, a festival um that I'd helped put on and I had uh got kicked out of my apartment and um or I'd left before I got kicked out and I was sleeping on my mate's couch and and I was just in a depth of chaos into all of it and um and a friend of mine who was living in sydney at the time after we put the festival on i was lying there i hadn't slept for about three or four days and he's like hey man just come to sydney come to sydney and just relax for a couple of weeks and i was on a plane with him the next day you know and it was one of those times where i was like no i gotta go i gotta get out of here i need to i need to change and because i can't see staying here is going down a very good road mm-hmm. And so I did, and then that led me to, um, to being there for about eighteen months, two years, and and I ended up getting a, a pretty good job, and then I met a girl, and then we went travelling, and then we ended up going to Canada, and and then going on a, on a journey that way. Um, so that was a pretty pivotal time mm-hmm. as well, um, but that was just something that was in me as well, going like, man, you've got to change, you've got to change this what you're doing now is not sending you on a good path mm. and and that was tough too man because I, I really loved the the infamy that I'd created and, and the life and the partying and all of the drugs and all of the women and all of the people and all of that sort of stuff and I just like no nah, I've got to go mm. and I left it all behind see you later and that led me to be on the path to to where I went after that and that was that was really tough mm. And like my best mates who I had grown up with all moved over there as well and, and they were all still there. Mm. And um but I'd I'd shudder to think where I would be if I didn't. Mm. I really would. You know. Um there's also one more other time that, that sticks out like a sore thumb. So I had just moved to Perth and 
so I was living in Canada. I moved back to New Zealand for a year. I was in Canada for about two years. I moved back to New Zealand, and I was like living with my sister and her partner at the time, and um, and I was still in hospitality. And I was like, this is waning now. Like, I've got to, like, do something different. And I just started getting to the gym. I was about 25. And I just started getting into the gym. And I was um, feeling that and then going through. And uh, I was like, oh, I love this. So I'm going to go get my personal training certificate. So I went and did that. And I studied at NZIF and, and did all of that. And then um, I met, which is now my brother-in-law. He was my tutor at the time. He was in Perth, and that's how I ended up in Perth. So I was like, cool, I, I, I'm not ready to, to be here yet. I'm going to go back over there. So I went back to Australia, went to Perth. Um, and I was there for probably like 10 months maybe, maybe a year. And I started building up my personal training business. It's going really well, and I'm, and I'm really doing quite well. And this opportunity came for me to go work on a, on a cruise boat. Um, and so they kind of tour around and you kind of turn up and you go through these big like um, group interview processes and you do a test and everything like that. And so I did all of that, did the test and, and they loved me and they were like, yep, cool, we want you to come. We're going to fly you to London, to Steiner's in London. We're going to train you for two weeks and then we put you on a cruise boat in America and you're on a, ni- on, you're on a nine-month contract. Um, you don't get to pick your first boat um, and you work. So Steiner's, which is the one that runs all of the beauty salons and gyms and things on all these cruise boats. And, um, and you don't pick your first boat, um, but then after that extra contract, every contract after that, you get to pick. And I was like, yeah, perfect, let's go, you know. So I, I did it all and... And, you know, then they sent my tickets to London and all of a sudden it was one Sunday night. It was about, and oh, sorry, and I put my resignation in the gym. I said, see you later. I'm going to London and I'm going to go work on cruise boats. And then all of a sudden it was like probably about five days after I did that. It was a Sunday night. I remember it was a Sunday night and I literally woke up in this cold sweat and I woke up and I'm like, what is this? And it was just this cold sweat of, don't go like you always run like you always go like Mm. you've just started to set something up here it's going well like do something different and stay grounded Mm. and when i read the book um eckhart toll's book the power of now it was like i don't know if you've read it but to you listening i know you've read it um there's there's that that time he talks about where he just like has that like really shift and 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 i've read his book and i was like oh it kind of similar to that because it was uh, there was nothing spiritual about me then you know <laughs> like i was just i was just me back then but i woke up and i was like oh shit no no i can't go and mm. so the next day that morning i went into the gym and i said hey look can i retract my can I retract my um, resignation? Like, the, I don't, I, I don't want to go. Like, and they're lucky enough. They said, "Yeah, no worries." Retracted it, and um, yeah, and I and I didn't fly. I was supposed to fly out a week later, and I didn't go. Mm. And that's really pivotal because that ended up then. I stayed there, built the business, learned a whole lot of stuff. Then my daughter came, and then that opened me up to like all sorts of new things in my in my manliness. It was my 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 my, my portal into my own manhood is when my daughter sure. was born. Totally. But that was that was a huge pivotal decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you when you were gonna go to London, did you know that your the that your daughter was coming or not? No, no, no. So she didn't come for probably like two years later. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I stayed there to to, to create that business and mm. and so that was a real pivotal time as well. Um and it's just yeah, it's just really owning those those times when you feel that 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 thing inside you that you've got to do. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
And that was, um, it's interesting to reflect on that actually, because I, 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 I still remember the, like the sweating of the coldness and the waking up and going, holy fuck. Yeah. And that was powerful because I like, for my life, I was constantly off, boom, boom, boom. And it was like this first time. Chasing like, the next thing. Yeah. And I was like constantly being like, no, bro, mm. stay. Mm. Feel this out. You're mm. onto something good here. Mm. And again, who knows where, where my life path would have gone if I went, if I kept on doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing more boats. Chasing the boats. Chasing the boats. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's beautiful, brother. Well, it's been a, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful conversation. I don't think it was going to go or it ended up where we maybe thought it was going to go, but it's ended up where it needed to be realistically, right? It always does. It's been a beautiful conversation. Mm. It really has. Um, I already feel feel our own vulnerability in it. Mm. I already feel our own softness in it. Thank you for holding the space. Yeah, it's cool, brother. Yeah. What can I do to help you drop a little bit more into the aspects of yourself you find difficult? Um... Just don't let me sidestep things. Because mm. I'm very good at it. I know. <laughs> and I let you. <laughs> it's so simple for me. Like, no, I'm good because I'll just wear it. And, I'm, and like, I generally am. But but if, 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 if it gets dug a little deeper, then there might be a little something there. Mm. But then also as well, like, don't force anything because sometimes I don't even know what it is and I can't mm. label it, I can't speak it. Mm. You know, it's not it's not something that can be instantaneous. But, um, yeah, maybe that's, that's probably a good place to start. Beautiful. What about me, for you? Mm. Calling me out when I'm being petty. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I do let you get away with that. <laughs> it's funny what we let each other get away with. <laughs> <laughs> Our own shadows. We're like, see, a shadow so deep. The shadows that we know we're still working through. And we're like, well, you know, just let them have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that is it as well, you know, because yeah. we're all here to grow together. We you are, know, we are. It's not a competition. You no, know, no, no. Brother, brotherhood is, is a powerful thing. And when you can be there to support your brothers for anything and even Correct. just call them out for the things that you see and yeah. you know that they can see within themselves, but maybe they're unwilling to, to truly acknowledge. And that's a, a powerful place place to start right because yeah. it's like for me it, it's like holding you to account and that isn't about taking anything away from you it's about supporting you and rising up mm. do you know what i also think i need to ask for more in my life from people mm. in my life is some validation mm, beautiful is some is like telling me when i'm doing something right mm. um there's nothing that I need. There's something that I want. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. You got to ask for what you want. Yeah, for sure. Because mm, no one knows what you want. No, no, exactly right. Because I think because because of just how I am in the world, you know, like and how I'm, I can seem so fine, you know, and I am fine. And so people be like, oh yeah, like Mike's got that. But you know, I think yeah, what I'd like for more people in my life to be like, man. Fuck you, you! You did really well at that. So if you you're know? listening to this podcast, <laughs> flick Mike a message. Let him know he's doing fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Let him know he has an amazing beard, a great coat, that his words are wise. 
Uh, yeah, it's an, it's even it, it, it's even interesting just to want to ask for that because it feels like it's something I shouldn't be asking for. No, we all deserve that. But but it is something I want. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's like a deep human desire is validation. Yeah, for sure, we all desire yeah, yeah, it. We yeah. all need it. You know, we all we all want it because it makes us it makes what we're doing like worthwhile. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, team, thanks for uh, if you if you're still holding on to this um, this episode, we thank you for staying with us. Mm, we love you. We love you. I love you, brother. Love you too, brother. And um, brotherhood, men, masculinity, it's all there for the taking, brothers. It's all there for the taking. And if you're uh, a beautiful uh, female woman listening to this as well, and you've got some men in their life that that deserve to hear this, then then share it with them as well. Mm. Um, because we struggle just as much as you women. Totally. And we may not show it, for sure. but we do. We're longing for validation as we well. Are. We're longing for hugs. Mm. We're longing all the things that you want, we want as well. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, folks, thanks for stopping by. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Ciao. 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 It was really good, man. These just keep getting deeper.